I love the chase and the hunt and I set the pace when I'm running. I always take what I want and I always give it 100. Don't need a bank, no, I'm funded. Play the game like it's nothing. I'm always thankful for something. Don't take for granted, stay humble. Now wake up. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek, here with Toby Toes. What is up, Toby? <laughs> Uh, we are here on, I guess, our Untitled Common Writer project. Yes. <laughs> no idea what this is called yet. I was thinking that we could... So we're, we're going to watch Common Writer Geats. Uh, we're talking about episode one this week. And I figured we could maybe like, over the course of watching episodes, like maybe come up with a name for this thing. So I was thinking this week, there goes the highlight could be our name. Because, you know, we, we find out Geet says, uh, here comes the highlight. And we're definitely not a highlight. We're, we're a low light. <laughs> the highlight is past. <laughs> it's very dim in here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we'll keep, we'll keep brainstorming names as we go. But as of right now, uh, no real, real name. But uh, the Untitled Toby Josh Project, I guess. So... If people haven't heard the two of us together as as a duo of morons, that's reasonable. That I wouldn't know why you would have. <laughs> Back in two thousand six, <laughs> yeah, it probably means you're like not thirty five at least. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I guess some quick pedigree about about Toby and I. We have have a long history of podcasting and video uh production i guess we'll say professional youtubers for like <laughs> yeah yeah two years but like five times over <laughs> yeah we've done we've done podcasts about general nerd stuff we've done wrestling podcasts so all that stuff is like in our wheelhouse and probably yeah our biggest claim to fame was um there was a brief time <laughs> until we got taken down by the man uh where we were you know fairly popular as basically doing mystery science theater for Power Rangers. So kind of talking and joking over Power Rangers episodes. The exciting part was we hit like a million views like three or four times over, but it's yeah. only because we'd redo this channel three or four times over. Because <laughs> damn Saban or Saban always had to crack down eventually. And, and only like, you know, 80% of those views were people like really mad that two morons were talking over the Power Rangers episodes that they were trying to watch <laughs> on YouTube. So like a good 20% of those views actually liked what they were hearing. So that's exciting. <laughs> um, so it's been a long time since we've done anything together. Um, Toby's been off, you know, still being a YouTuber and doing awesome videos. Uh, and I have not. So here we are. <laughs> <We're back. laughs> I'm dragging Josh back down into the uh, hellhole. That is the internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just when I thought I was out, I, I was uh, I was off in Alaska. I had a log cabin. I was chopping wood. All of a sudden, a, a chopper flies in. Toby gets out. <laughs> back for one more mission. <laughs> You got the call. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mentioned, you know, Power Rangers. Like I think that you and I, are, I would say both are, are Power Rangers fans, but not so much Kamen Rider. You've never watched any Kamen Rider before, right? No, like I think I've seen random GIFs of it on the internet. Okay. And the only thing I think I remotely know about it would be that it's Power Rangers, but the guy has a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a pretty good setup. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people watching this video are well versed in the Common Rider history. Uh, but if you're not, um, yeah, Common Rider is a very long running Japanese television series. It started in like 1971, I think. Holy shit. This is the 33rd mainline Common Rider series. And of course, there's been like spinoff writers and like a, a zillion movies and all kinds of stuff. But this is like the 33rd TV series. Common Rider is sort of the counterpart of Super Sentai, 
which is the Japanese equivalent of Power Rangers. So the show Power Rangers takes and adapts and turns into Power Rangers. The source material is the Super Sentai uh, seasons. That's also a super long running uh, superhero show. So the the sort of duo where Kamen Rider and Super Sentai air together in Japan is called Superhero Time, uh, which is I think their Saturday morning like TV block um, as we might watch (laughs) cartoons or whatever. So yeah, if you you don't know, uh, Super Sentai especially is very kid focused. Kamen Rider is as well. It's it's a little bit more like (laughs) preteen instead of like pure kid. People get shot. There's some blood, stuff like that. But it is still kind of aimed at kids. It's superheroes. They try to sell toys just like cartoons when we were growing up. It has a big following in 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 the West, I guess, uh, in non non Japanese countries. So people uh, get the footage and and other people volunteer their time to translate it. And then fans like you and I download it illegally so we can watch it, <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly what we've done here. So we're not going to tell you how to find these shows. You can, you can Google yourself. The Internet exists. But yeah, that's a little bit of the history of Kamen Rider. I have have watched a few of the of the seasons. So I watched uh Kamen Rider Decade when it first came out or Decade, which was a very confusing show because that was a weird one to start with, which I did because that one is sort of a recap series of like the past 10 years. So that main character goes and visits all the writers from the the previous 10 years of shows, which I had no context for. Like I didn't know who those people were, like what any of those characters were. So so it's actually like referred to something that I remember. So it's like when like the forever red episode of power Rangers, when there's like 25 seasons of red Rangers together. And if, yeah. you, if it was your first season, you go, wow, there's a lot of these guys. Why? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Except this is stretched over the course of the entire season of Common Rider. So it's like it's all this time travel stuff. And he goes back and like meets all of them for a few episodes at a time and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of stretched out. Gotcha. Now. All right. So that was like a really good crash course, I guess, in the history of Common Rider, at least getting to see some of these guys, at least for a little bit. And then, yeah, I've kind of watched here and there. Common Rider Zio or Geo is definitely my favorite series so far that one's super super fun but uh yeah here we are with geats which is the new show that's just come out um at the time of our recording we are there's i think four episodes out so we're a little bit behind we're gonna catch up here uh but we are gonna dive into episode one are you ready i'm as ready as i'm gonna be Let's do it. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. The other thing, I guess, about uh, Common Rider in general. So, like, Common Rider, Super Sentai, like, Ultraman, even, and even stuff like like kaiju shows, like Godzilla. Um, this is called a tokusatsu. That's the, that's the genre. Uh, so, like, any, like, live action show that uses, like, practical effects. So, yeah, we're, we're diving into a tokusatsu show. I always love saying that word. It's very fun. You're very good at it. That was, a very, that was, very, that was a very professional... <laughs> delivery oh i mean i'm i'm nothing if not professional <laughs> which means i'm nothing <laughs> all right common writer geats episode one the show opens on a beach we're standing on a beach it's very dramatic there's a character in uh just a, an unseasonably warm looking coat with a with a hood on he's flipping a coin and a woman brings out uh what we know is to be a common writer buckle she tells him he's a common writer and he says yeah I know. <laughs> um, the first thing I thought on this beach was like, this is definitely the same beach from like the end of Death Stranding. I don't know if you played oh, that Jesus. game. <laughs> <laughs> the end of that game, there's like, yeah, beach stuff. And like, there's like a Mario and Luigi reference for no reason. And, and Peach and her castle. And they're on a beach and it looks just like this beach. <laughs> so pretty much like in any media, whenever I see someone flipping a coin, I instantly go to like Two-Face. So I'm like... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, this kid is going to be nothing but trouble. So I was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was literally waiting for like the coin flip and like one side scratched off or him like more dramatically grab it and be like, okay, the choice is made. I'm like, roll it that way. <laughs> this two-faced piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we... <laughs> I, the coin too is like, it's like Caesar's face, I think, on the coin, if I remember right. Yeah, like they, they show it at the end, or not the end, but like later in one of the episodes that we saw. Yeah, it shows the Caesar thing. Yeah, and yes, we we don't really know too much about the coin yet. I don't know if that's just a weird quirk that he has, or if it like means something. I it probably means something. Like I bet I bet we find out he's uh, some very tragic character. And and let's see, I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and call a shot. His sister was a bank teller, <laughs> and she got murdered. <laughs> And, and as she died, she like she she was carrying money to the vault, and it flew out of her hands. And he showed up in the doorframe, framed very cinematically, and that <laughs> coin coin rolled to his feet and bounced off his foot, and he picked it up, and a single tear rolled down his cheek. I'm gonna go even more ridiculous with it, where I'm gonna say at some point they're gonna need a coin to solve a mystery or to finish <laughs> something. So luckily, he's always been flipping his coin the whole time. I can like almost like put it in a vet, like a vending machine for a soda kind of deal. <laughs> you've, you've turned it into like Scooby Doo or something. Right? Yeah, that, I mean, the whole thing seems very Scooby Dooish to me. That's fair. <laughs> that is completely fair. Yeah. <laughs> I guess more realistically, maybe he'll have to actually like flip the coin for a real reason and be like heads or tails, and we'll figure out find out that's like double sided heads or some weird oh, quirk yeah. and that's why i always did it or something along those lines i do i do hope we get to use the coin to decide whether someone lives or dies at some because <laughs> <laughs> it is you know it's like this game we're playing i'm assuming at some point he's gonna have to make a choice that like is actually against his moral values like i hope the coin flip does does decide it so he can go full two-face <laughs> there we go <laughs> uh next we meet uh kawa sakurai he is a uh kind of annoying young man in a japanese interview process um which is like the most Japanese interview thing I've ever seen. Like I would, I would never survive through an interview like this. It's like five candidates lined up in a room together and like four or five uh, people from the company, like kind of rapid fire asking them all questions. Like where, where they're all in the room together, all can hear each other's answers. Um, Kawa gets asked what he would like to achieve and he says world peace and he gets like the meanest side eye from the girl next to him. <laughs> So only because like, so obviously knowing it's a common Rider show and assuming that he was the main character. So one of the first things I wrote down was what are common Riders and do they always interview for the job? Because <laughs> I assumed he was interviewing for the common Rider job and not just like work. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> it's just a corporation. You just get hired like normal, but then you're a superhero at the end. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like just the, the vibe that it all, like that it all started with. I was like, yeah. I feel like you're interviewing him to be a rider. And that's why they're like, you have to work hard. You can't life is a battlefield or some shit like that. They said yes. Qu quite literally the quote is life is a battlefield, <laughs> which I thought love was a battlefield. I didn't know all of life was a battlefield, but apparently we've upgraded the battlefield in this, uh, in this modern war. Yeah. That's a weird thing. I guess about common writer that like I've watched a few seasons, so I have, have accepted, but like all the characters. So, okay. Each, each season of common writer is, usually its own standalone thing. So like these common writers that we're meeting here don't know about the common writers from last season. They, they don't know anything about, about those guys, but 
everyone seems to be very on board with like what a common writer is <laughs> like the concept of one i gotcha you, you get this belt you put it on you become a superhero we're good let's move on like no no one ever really stops to ask enough questions about like what the what the hell do you mean common right like what i'm a superhero <laughs> now like what <laughs> which is a weird thing and then you know sometimes then of course in crossover movies and stuff like the common writers from different seasons will meet and again never enough questions get asked about like who are you <laughs> like i've been running <laughs> around for an here? entire <laughs> year why are you here what are you doing um so yeah that's a weird one where like you know he gets this belt at the beginning and you're a common writer cool great um yeah so it, this is kind of a weird i guess setup so you know in some seasons you're sort of like plucky main protagonist character who wants to you know make the world a better place it's just your main writer too okay and in this one which we'll get to not really the case so <laughs> kwa here is uh like i said kind of kind of hapless which we'll we'll uh we'll introduce as we go but he uh you know doesn't do a great job on his interview he finds out life is a battlefield then we do a quick cutaway to this floating platform. We uh, we hear about the what desire deity. Quick talk about a game starting up, and then we very quickly cut back to to Kewa again. So like I guess I guess it's to be expected, but I don't know. But like the we, the graphics and the graphics special effects, whatever you want to call it, in this show, especially like the stupid island that yeah. the girl's floating on, it just looks so bad. They're bad. Yeah, they're bad. And the funny thing is, like, I think these are some of the best, too. Um, they, they so they, they tend to not spend a lot of money on these shows. Or, I don't know, like, maybe they are spending a lot of money on them. And it's just, like, compared to, like, the millions that, that Hollywood can spend, maybe it, maybe it's just not feasible. But, yeah, there, there's one shot specifically, and this might have might be in episode two. I think you can kind of see it here, where it's that floating platform, and there's people standing on it. And you literally see like the green screen glow around their bodies, like super apparently, <laughs> like obviously they're, they're on a green screen, but like they didn't even bother to like really clean that up. It, it didn't look great. Yeah. I think, it, I think it is the next episode, but yeah, it's like, it, it doesn't, it hasn't looked way like as dramatic or obvious until that scene when you see like a bunch of people standing on what's supposed to be a floating pat platform, yeah. but there's no like depth to anything. Like they all just look like they're on flat land, like next to each other and not like angled the way the platform is. And... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not, not at all. Like, look, like looking like they're standing there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I will, I will say, yeah, in their defense, like I think the, the explosions and then some of the like CGI, like monsters we'll talk about at the end of this episode, those look a lot better than, than like most common Rider uh, CG does. Um, but it definitely is a thing that's always suffered. Like, I guess in their defense, like they're not making a movie. They're making like a weekly TV show that they're going to end up doing like, you know, 40 some 50 episodes of like these things run like all year you. long. All right. so. <laughs> so like they probably, yeah, just like literally don't have the time to spend it on it. But yeah, that's always like the worst part about Kamen Rider and, and in general, like Sentai too, because you're, you're here for like the practical effects. You're here for like the real life costumes and you're here for like the, the, terrible but fun monster costumes yeah exactly i mean that was always our favorite part of power rangers too absolutely what is the wacky monster of the week how cool does he look or how stupid does he look kind of deal for sure we are we're back with kwa so he calls his sister sarah she clearly has her life together and, and kwa has not figured any of it out so far uh, she offers to take him out for lunch 
uh well i guess first he says that he wants to uh win the lottery and she says that he would just donate all the money to conservation so getting a little bit of glimpse into his character is definitely a, a, a bleeding heart so she takes him out for lunch and he goes and gets tanuki soba <laughs> yes which so like from playing i've played like i think all the yakuza games now uh-huh. and all i can think is like there's so many like characters and scenes in those games that involve them going for like a meal together. Yeah. But they always love like the cheapest, crappiest meals. So like <laughs> yeah. it was like an instant like flashback to me of like the kid, they can go wherever they want to for lunch. And the kid wants like, I mean, I'm sure it's decently priced and it looks delicious, but they wants like dollar noodles basically. Yeah. I think even the way they play it in the show here, it's like, she even's like this is what you want like this is it <laughs> <laughs> so i think i think even even by the standards of of these two kids i think it's like there's nothing nothing better you know <laughs> told me to take you to the steakhouse next door or anything <laughs> nope i want my cheap noodles <laughs> yeah also i don't know anything about specifically like tanuki soba soba but it kind of sounds like it's like the happy meal of like his cheap noodles too like like i don't know what makes it like tanuki specifically but it, it, it feels like it has like a funny character name you know like yeah can i get the uh the hamburglar ramen please uh that sounds great Everyone's favorite <laughs> yeah <laughs> so she she takes him out to lunch i feel like sarah had had it had it uh, all figured out until she gets there at the table and she's just like watching a twitch stream while, while he's talking she's just completely ignoring him so like it, that was funny because like it ended pretty quick, but the first note I had was like, I have friends that are almost like that, that we go out somewhere for a meal and like half the meal is them staring at their phone, like doing stuff on Facebook, whatever. Yeah. So like instantly like a triggering moment of like, God, I hate when people do this shit freaking time at the table, it's especially the if it's like one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I have nothing to do but stare at you staring at your phone now. Thank you. I'm so, I'm so glad I left the house for this. <laughs> and I, I also always love like when they do the fake real technologies like, hey, watch this girl on Twitch. And it's like this weird, pretty crappy looking app, like real basic overlay of like, hey, here's a back button and here is a gear. So, you know, it's the settings and we're going to pretend we're streaming while I show you this. Yeah, that's always one of my favorite things in any show. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, if they're showing like a fake YouTube or something like that. God, I love the I love one. The dumb names they come up for those that come up with those things. And then, like you said, like. They put some of the stuff on the screen that would make it a functional website or an app, but like not all of it. And it looks a little too primitive always. Yeah, that's always that's always great. And it's also weird to me too. like, I guess it's just obviously 2022 how life is now. But like there's always like the fact that like, hey, this we're going to use Twitch or we're going to use a Twitch like as like a main jumping off point for some of this stuff. It just seems weird to me. Like we've so hardcore accepted the social media influencer life. That's just like. A basic topic for a plot and was just like oh yeah it makes sense i wish i was her yeah no that, that's that's interesting yeah i mean kind of that taken i guess out looking at the whole episode like we we find out sort of that the premise of this show is like essentially like a fortnite game or like an apex legend style like battle royal kind of game right like you you're playing for a mission you have other people trying to achieve the same mission like they they can die and then there's like one standing at the end so yeah like that is sort of the theme of the show and then like one of the main characters being essentially just a a streamer like a lifetime vlogger um it's very like of the moment but that's like that's a real thing so i don't know yeah like if you've spent like a ton of time around like you know tweenish kids lately but like 
when we were kids, like you wanted to be like, I don't know, movie stars or rock stars. Kids just want to be like Twitch streamers now. Like they pretend to be Twitch streamers. I have like, I have friends who have kids that are older and every once in a while, like whenever they first get into a certain thing, like Minecraft videos or uh, Roblox or whatever that kind of stuff is, I forget which friend it was, but like one of them had a kid who would sit and do commentary over the let's player <laughs> instead of like doing the commentary over the game. So like Great. practice, practice of like, I'm going to learn, I mean, it's a pretty good skill in general, like learn how to live commentate if you want to, I guess. Yeah. But it was the most random thing where like, he doesn't, he like, he obviously wasn't making his own videos. He wasn't just playing the game and talking over it. He was talking over someone else talking over a game. And like that's how far that's far down the rabbit hole we've gone now of ridiculousness. I kind of I kind of love that though. Like I mean, like it's ridiculous, but like it's no more ridiculous than like you know, like I said, like acting out being a rock star in your room, I guess. And like like you said, like you're probably building actual real skills. You know, <laughs> like, like you're you're learning how to like do a little bit of presenting and very quickly describe things. Like there probably are some actual skills you're building, but it is a jarring thing to realize. Like there's a um. I'm going to get the company wrong, but like uh, it's like a Fisher Price or one of those like kid toy company things. And I, I saw the other day, one of the things they sell is like a streamer kit. Like you can get your little like streamer looking microphone and like oh, Jesus. You know, you press the buttons. <laughs> it like makes noises like a streamer would and stuff. And like you get your like, you know, your sub notification noise and stuff like that. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's that's that's the world we live in. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, like with the whole like Fortnite gaming thing for the theme of the show, like most of the things that I randomly kept noticing are obviously that they hammer it home pretty well. But like it's just so ingrained with like the gaming stuff, like all of it taking place like we'll see later, like but all of it takes place on like an app on the phone, basically. So I was like, this just seems like well, like one of a thousand ga- like gacha games that I've played. Like this dumb like pay to win kind of shits, which are huge in Japan, too. Right. So like that kind of stuff Um, during this scene and some of the other ones, like when the battles start, it makes like the weird battle arenas from like Devil May Cry or like God of War, where just like locks you in a certain area until you're done fighting everything. Yeah, I guess it is very much like those as well. So I was I was thinking of those as like the the circle that closes in in Fortnite. Um, But you're right. It doesn't move. So it is a lot more like a devil may cry type situation yeah yeah it, it it pulls from a lot of games but yeah it definitely is definitely it's, it's getting its inspiration from like those types of things uh we we find out that our uh streamer that sarah is watching is uh neon karama she's this like rich girl she's kind of like live vlogging herself running away from home she seems like she's like 30 i don't know that she needs to run away from home she could probably just leave it is hard to judge the age of everybody <laughs> it certainly is <laughs> <laughs> but she seems definitely old enough she can make some of these decisions on her own. Nonetheless, while she's streaming, um, some fans show up to talk to her, and then uh, her, I guess her bodyguards show up to take her home. And these two guys, they don't get a lot of screen time, but quickly become my favorite characters <laughs> in the show. Um, <clears throat> two very distinctly not Japanese actors. <laughs> and and they are just, they're, they're, they're great. They're perfect. They look like they're... Uh, uh, I don't know, straight out of either like uh, Men in Black or like some, I don't know, some anime or something, but they're great. <laughs> I, I love them so much. It's like a bad um, wrestling gimmick or I guess a good wrestling gimmick. <laughs> <but> either way. <laughs> either way. You know what? The, the line between good and bad wrestling gimmicks, 
It's incredibly small. Yeah. <laughs> Quickly, we cut back into the restaurant and a border appears between uh, Sarah and uh, Kawa. Um, <clears throat> kind of splashes their their uh, their food up in their face a little bit and completely separates them. They are cut off from each other. And at the same time, these like freaky dudes show up. These like crazy dudes with these insane masks. They roll in. They got swords and they just murk the store owner. <laughs> like dude just gets cut down instantly and uh, seemingly dead. Just just right away, dude gets killed. Well, it's funny too because like that was one of the obviously said it's for all ages or a general all age kind of thing. So I was I just laughed because I was like he pretty much takes a sword to the stomach. Yeah. And there's no there's no blood or anything. It's just like the nice little purple effect splash that looks kind of cheap like we said and then he just like falls over and you're supposed to assume that he got like sliced across the stomach with a sword. Yeah, you're supposed to assume he essentially got just like gutted from this guy. <laughs> um but th- that also like one of the huge differences between like obviously a kid show in Japan and like how a kid show would be here like like they're they're trying to tone down the the murder that they're showing and i feel like here we wouldn't be able to show the murder like he would he would maybe get knocked down but like they would have to show that he like very clearly is still alive or something yeah like- um, <laughs> which I, I i appreciate the murder show, show him getting murdered let, him, <laughs> let let the kids know put him on blast sometimes a freaky dude shows up and kills the dude who just gave you soba exactly and then like the funny part like right after that is when our our young hero here gets sliced basically like sliced in the face by the sword yep he has like a little tiny like droplet of blood cut on his face so yeah. it's just funny then because then so we established that the swords do cut skin and make you bleed but then we just saw the Soba owner get sliced down and no ill effects happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So our, you know, Kawa friend has uh, protagonist armor, obviously. So it just barely sliced his skin where the, the shop owner is not, uh, not going to be around for too much longer, maybe. So he, he can he can die. It's okay. We, we do a quick cut. We find out that the mission is beginning. Uh, we find out that the sort of common Rider belt buckles that those guys uh, had um, are called desire drivers. Is that a, is that an always thing or is that just for the season thing? The the term driver is pretty standard, um, I guess, lately. So when common Rider first started, obviously, they weren't they they weren't pushing a toy line quite as hard. So like he had a belt that he would use to transform. But now lately, they've really <laughs> they've, they've perfected their craft on selling you toys uh, so every common rider has some form of driver, which is the belt, and there are always, always things that plug into the belt that you have to buy separately. So like, you know, hey kids, talk your mom and dad into buying you the belt, then talk your mom and dad into buying you like a zillion other things that you plug in and it makes different noises when you do it. So yeah, the having so, some kind of belt like that is definitely standard. Okay. Yeah, because like, so we'll talk about it more in episode two but the next one definitely leans into the hey kids collect them all vibe yeah we'll yeah. save that for the <laughs> <laughs> for sure the freaky dudes that uh just uh killed the store owner and and sliced kwa's face uh head towards neon she she uh was live streaming and, and then you know that they interrupted the bodyguards try to protect her and she runs away and she runs right into kwa so kwa is now paired up with uh with Neon. He recognizes her from like I guess the brief second of seeing her on her his sister's phone and uh they don't have much time to talk because then those freaky dudes show up and I wrote down in my notes um I think a very important very important sound which is uh jaw which is what those guys <laughs> say every time they show up and it makes me laugh every time like a boat group up and run in and you just hear jaw <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, these guys, I don't know. Uh, I think we find out what they're called later. I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting the name now. Uh, but I love these like putty characters, like just the, the generic enemy that, that they're going to have a million of that they can kill are so ridiculous looking like they're huge baggy pants for no reason and huge baggy shirt. And they're like weird, like inside out body heads for some reason. <laughs> they're great. Like no notes. Perfect. Keep everything as is. Uh, but let's see. Uh, so we have, we have jaw and then finally, Toby, we see uh, our first real common Rider appearance. Um, a common Rider appears on top of a building. He's got a crossbow. The uh, the characters call this common Rider a polar bear. To me, he looks like a panda. So I'm... Doesn't it say... I thought it said panda bear. Oh, did it say panda? I thought it said polar. Okay. That makes more sense then. Cause it, yeah, because like, I, I feel like they had ad- addressed it a couple times. Okay. I could have so, totally said... Wait. Uh, no, you're right. So when the the lady that's running the destiny games or the hell we're gonna call it mm-hmm. uh when she says when she's talking about them watching them do their little battle stuff she definitely says mr bull and mr polar bear okay but i could okay. but i could have swore later that they call him panda bear but maybe <laughs> i'm thinking of someone else and it's just mixing together because <laughs> i'm not insane right he looks like a panda like that that thing looks like a panda not a polar bear come on come on it's a, it's a weird 50 50 mix if we're only if we're only going off the helmet it could be either but like his whole outfit is pretty much black and white like a panda bear <laughs> all right <Yeah. laughs> uh we also also i really love the reaction here again so in the in the sense of like no one knows what a common writer is but everyone's just sort of on board with it way too easily he shows up and like kawa exclaims instead of being like who are you like what is this he just goes polar bear <laughs> like <laughs> so it's not that there's a giant superhero who's like protecting them with a uh, green crossbow it's the fact that he looks like a polar bear that's the confusing part we also got another common writer show up he's a bull and this dude's badass he's got like a chain sword he does this thing called poison charge and then like yeah he just like he just whips ass he just <laughs> there's this huge explosion he like at one point he like grinds the chainsaw into the body of one of the bad guys and then they just spin for a while and then they like explode into the ceiling and bounce off um and at the end after the huge explosion there's the little notification that says score up <laughs> which really hammers home the video game yeah, like like we said, like obviously this whole thing is video game heavy, but like they even like when they she mentions like either the either the host mentions keeping points or when the riders start talking to each other, they're like, "Don't you want any points? What are you doing? Why aren't you Why aren't you getting points right now?" So it's pretty much like video game, video game, video game over, yep. over, over. And really, to hammer it home, like one of them even says, "You keep stealing my kills," right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Um. Then finally, uh, we get a glimpse of our third rider because up on the platform when we first started the mission, there were three, uh, three people with the desire driver. This third rider, he's just chilling. He's just hanging out on this like red couch. He's all good. Um, there's a there's a butler there who kind of like is being like, "Hey, you gonna you gonna go? What's up? What are we doing?" Uh, and this guy says that he has an ace up his sleeve. And the butler is like, puts on the most unamused look that, that <laughs> like, he's just like, I'm so sick of this fucking guy. Clearly is like the look that he has. Um, so this guy's like acting like he's, he's not, it's not, not, not a big deal. Um, finally he, he stands up, he go, he's out on the platform, uh, and he decides that he's going to join the battle suddenly. Um, 
he summons a bicycle or a, he summons like a like a like a motorbike like a, a crotch rocket type deal and then he just like yeets it off this platform just like hops on zooms off with no plan about where he's landing but it all turns out okay so he already is the coolest he's got a motorcycle yeah like see i assumed out of the three of them again with my limited knowledge of all these things i was like okay one of them has a motorcycle i know that's always the thing he must like actually be a common writer and everyone else is just other stuff. Yeah. So everyone is a common writer. It's, again, that's a little weird. So there, there have been seasons like that before where, where there are just a zillion common writers kicking around, but like most of the time there's like one and then another one maybe gets added later. Um, like it, it keeps it pretty small. Uh, but no, here we're just like, we're just like piling them on in, in the first episode. <laughs> like, I don't maybe you want like 18 common writers. Sure, let's do it. But yeah, he's clearly like the main dude. The motorcycle is an interesting point. So common writer literally means masked writer in Japanese. Okay. Um, the the whole point of the common writer, if you go, go back to that first season, is like dude's a motorcycle racer. Like that's his thing. He like he he's, he's a, he he rides motorcycles. I think the first episode like opens with him sort of like uh, tooling around out on the dirt jumps and stuff on his bike and stuff. So the whole thing was like he would transform and have the bike. That would be the, that would be it. Well, in later years, like laws changed in Japan, and it made filming on um, Japanese streets very hard to do without like I think I think it was like without street legal vehicles so they create these motorcycles that are like you know uh, crazy insane with like things sticking off of them and that kind of stuff they're not street legal anymore and something to do with like the the like legality of like being able to close the streets and get the permits and all that stuff made it really hard to film those scenes so like there are many years of Common Rider where you almost never see them on the motorcycle. Like they That's might crazy. do it in like the first episode and then just quietly forget that the motorcycle exists. <laughs> hey, you guys saw it. You know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine it it's there. We're good. Or even worse, they film. They clearly like did like one day of shooting on the motorcycle and then just like reuse that footage over and over and over again <laughs> every time, every time, you know, he gets on the bike. But yeah, the, so so getting some good motorcycle scenes here is actually it's it's a nice treat. We don't always get that much motorcycle stuff going on. I gotcha. So I guess that's why I took the uh, dramatic liberties of having him drive the motorcycle across the side of a building to save someone's life. Because they're like, hey, we're motorcycling it up this time. Holy shit. They they made the most of their motorcycle time. <laughs> yeah. If this is the only shot they get. They're gonna get there. It's gonna look good. That was the most like anime, like bayonetta save that that could ever exist. Yeah, it drives up the the wall of a skyscraper, grabs the woman who's falling by the hand, somehow whips her around so she kind of like lands on the bike and then the, the bike lands safely. Just insane. Just just pure ridiculousness. I, I love it. It's great. Our next scene is, is is one of my favorites. The polar bear demorphs and like very instantly shoehorns in the fact that he's a firefighter for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I love saving lives. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for saving us. Well, I am a firefighter. Cool. No one asked you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the bull shows up after him, instantly accuses him of only saving them for points. And then they try to figure out where, quote, the other guy is. So our third common writer. And they uh, they surmise that he's going for the castle. We don't really know what the castle is just yet. The bull says the world's going to end. And then we find out what the castle is. This huge 
floating alien monstrosity shows up. It's got tentacles going everywhere. I don't even know. It's got a giant mouth in the front and it's yeah flying through the air and it has a giant Japanese castle on its back. <laughs> so like it made me think of like multiple different things like the body itself. I was trying to tell if it was supposed to be like a clam or like a sea anemone looking thing. Cause it has like the weird oh, yeah. coral patterns to it. I thought they were tentacles, but as we see the battle with the fortress or castle go on, it almost looks like the tentacles are hair. Oh, okay. Uh, so when they, when they battle the castle, like the, the guy basically like sniper shots, the tentacles and it looks like they're like strands of hair that fall apart. Oh, weird. Okay. At least to me. That, yeah, that was yeah. the vibe I got. I can see that. Th- that that scene was pretty sick, though. He just decides to whip out a rifle and snipe them all off. Yeah, he's like, I got this. He just yeah. like, starts shooting the weird tentacles down, decides the only way to finish this is to take the motorcycle through the castle, because that's <laughs> the only way to do it. And then it reminded me of the other thing that I think I knew about common Riders. So I guess that puts me to three things. Don't they... He to like finish it. He does like a missile drop kick. Yeah, the isn't that kick. isn't that isn't that the common thing too? Like, doesn't yep. like that the go to finisher is the drop kick, common kick. I guess you could rider kick, whatever the hell it is. It is. Yep, that is like typically their big huge finisher is their big rider kick, which generally involves a giant jump to the sky and then yes, a kind of missile drop kick back down to the enemy, ending in huge flames. Gotcha. Um, yeah, which, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that one when we get to it, but it is it is an epic one for sure. Meanwhile, back to our, our polar bear friend, pretty much instantly gets just splattered once this castle shows up, like, dude's dead. <laughs> our, our poor firefighter friend who we just learned about. And the bull common rider, just straight up happy about it. Just like, yep, he's dead. <laughs> I guess I'm one, at, one for further up in the ranking. Sounds good. Yeah, I guess like the whole reason, I guess, like reflecting onto that part, it would be, I guess the whole reason he was like, I'm a firefighter. I love helping everyone is so that his counterpart there could be like, fuck everybody. You're dead. I win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, really blatantly sort of set up the juxtaposition there. Then um, of course, yes, we have the scene that we talked about where uh, neon falls and we get that just insane catch driving up the building uh, from our our third rider there the jaw dudes show up to fight bull again and um, then we get the interactions finally start between our um, kind of crazy motorcycle common rider dude and neon and kwab and this is this is the best scene i think best interaction in the whole episode um, so our common rider friend uh, who we find out later is is common rider geets uh, you know, he, he tries to make sure the girl's, the girl's okay. Right. He's like, you, he's like, it doesn't look like you're, you're very hurt. And she's like, no, no, I'm okay. <laughs> and then, then Kawa runs up and like, make sure she's okay too. And, uh, he's like, Oh, are you kidding me? I played it cool for nothing. You have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, no, 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 it's not, it's not what it is. And he's like, so you're telling me there's a chance <laughs> literally says the line. So you're telling me there's a chance. Classic smooth superhero. <laughs> that was the point where I, I think I fell in love with Kamen Rider Geese. <laughs> I was like, all right, this guy is an ass hat and I love him. <laughs> and then he, he gives them that like sort of classic like Captain America, like, you know, give the kids some advice to send them off strong. He says, if you if you don't give up, you can change the world. <laughs> and he puts his <laughs> arm around him real big. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's fantastic. Then we get a weird, for me at least, 
kind of out of place, like protagonist speech from Kawa, where he just kind of drones on a little bit about like, I thought the world was going to go on forever and everybody was going to be happy. And now I find out the world can end and this sucks. Um, it just yeah, so it didn't, like, it didn't feel needed at that point <laughs> to me. Well, like I, I guess they, that's when they kind of start hammering at home. But I think Geats once or twice was like, eh, "It's just the world; we can redo it." Yeah, and then like that, that I think that that's that's more so of why he was like, "But no, it's precious," and oh my god, why? And this is all horrible. If you're telling me things bad things happen like this, and yeah, they 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 really like you said. That's the point. That's the big juxtaposition where Geats um, comes off like a complete asshole. Like uh, you know, like in 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 considerate or like full-on bad guy kind of at times just like eh, the world's ending i'm gonna end he even says i'm gonna end the world right like i'm gonna i'm gonna blow this world up it's gonna be me um uh, just completely not caring and then basically tells him not to get too, too attached to the world <laughs> uh, so he he's this just like nonchalant uh basically doomsday uh speaker and then k was like i live here what are we doing <laughs> Um, then we get, uh, as we kind of touched on our, our huge, big ending fight. So common under Geats, uh, we get, um, the, the first real henshin that we see. So henshin means, uh, transform in Japanese. So they always call these henshins where you get the big elaborate, you know, uh, transformation sequence with all the CG and stuff. And that explains to me why he says henshin sometimes. Yeah. I just, I just figured it meant something and I was like, okay, it's I, I don't know the word. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, th- that's one of those ones that like everyone, all the all the nerds really like that it's called henshin and they like saying henshin. So it's one of the things that they don't translate <laughs> typically. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> these shows because like the very easy translation is transform. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, it's one of those things that they don't do. It's kind of like when like you watch anime and they leave in the like like Toby-san, like I you know that. I got gotcha. <laughs> Pretty much like that. It's just because people have decided those are really fun to say. Yeah, we get uh, he he sort of puts part of the belt together. It says Magnum. Um, he does the cool transformation. It ends up, and um, we find out he's kind of a fox-looking dude. Um, he says, "Here comes the highlight," and he jumps into battle. So this is your, <laughs> this is your first look at Common Rider Geats. What do you think about the uh, the aesthetics of Common Rider Geats? So overall, it's pretty cool. I think my one of my things from the main part of his fight was that he kept like there's all these steps involved with all the things he does. He's like unplugging and replugging his belt. Sometimes yeah. he spins a little wheel. Sometimes he revs the motorcycle uh, handlebar, whatever you whatever you rev to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> so I'm like, so I like I was, as we as it was going through, I was watching. I was like, it almost seems unfair that like we saw the polar bear and the bull fight and they're just like kind of fighting. Like sure they had the sword and stuff, but uh Geats, Fox, whatever had like seven transformations and at least like co- uh, costume wise or outfit wise, whenever he gets like new equipment from like unplugging and replugging his belt, his uh common belt thing back in, mm-hmm. what's that called again? The uh, desire driver. Okay. I need, I need to learn the words. So whenever <laughs> he keeps switching his desire driver thing, it does this really like, Again, video gamey. I'm changing my equipment move, where it almost shows like the item coming off a rack, and yeah. he stands still. It slides over on like gears, attaches to him, and like those transitions, at least, are super smooth. Where like you really can't see how they cut it. Like he just stands still, kind of maybe like vaguely, idly moving a little bit. 
But actually, those, those actually look pretty smooth. Where it doesn't seem like there's other shit going on. Yeah, I think I think that's where all their CG budget goes <laughs> is to make sure the engines look good because those do like those look awesome. the 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 reference point that I had for or that came to mind for me with the you know kind of racks that the other pieces are on, it almost reminds me of like when you're putting together a model, like you're putting together together like a Gundam model or something, and like everything's on a sprue and you have to like clip it off like the yeah. like. It looked like it almost looks like that where you like get the piece on a sprue and they like have to break them off and put them on, you know, your your model that you're putting together, which is common writer geeks. I'm offended that you called it a Gundam model and not a Gunpla. Well, I didn't want to while talking about how you knew what they were. <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, uh, tip my hat too much to how big of a nerd I was. I, d- I did have the internal monologue of like, am I going to say Gunpla out loud right now to Toby? And I decided not to. That's where I landed, but you know what? It was the wrong choice. You're right. <laughs> I should own who I am. <laughs> for, for all the super fans of putting Gundams together, they were going to get so mad if I didn't correct it. They would have. <laughs> all the comments would have been, "These fucking idiots don't know anything about this stuff. They're called gunplas. They push up their glasses and wipe their wipe their bloody nose and <laughs> because uh, because uh, because they got boners because of our episode." <laughs> Because that's what happens in anime. <laughs> yeah. Why does that not happen in, in America? Like, I don't... Listen, Toby. Let me, let me let me bring it in for a second. I've gotten some boners in my life before. Oh, I've man. Never gotten, I've never gotten a bloody nose because of one. I, just, I don't think I ever have either. It doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it must just be built different over there. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, but, I mean, like, uh, even, even the logistics of this. Like, the blood drains and goes other places. It shouldn't be right. in your head to come out your nose. Right, like, all, like all things, all things considered, that should be the last place it comes out of. Right, <laughs> I mean, just we're talking biologically; it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I no, to, to be fair though, no one has used their sexy jutsu on me, so I don't. Maybe that would change things. Yeah, that's probably um, why that makes that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Geats looks awesome as well. Like the, really, the aesthetics of Common Rider, like. You know, I'm a huge superhero fan in general, like you know, all the all the Marvel stuff going way back. And like, I still get excited about seeing that stuff in live action. So like the Marvel movies are still fun, even if the story sucked. They're still fun because like I'm getting to see a human being be Captain America, for example. And this is exciting in the same way of like it's it's a real life person who is a superhero like on screen. And yeah, for me, there's something that's awesome about the live action of it and like seeing the practical costume get put on. It looks like a real life Batman or something standing in front of me. And I really like the I like the eyes um, with with Geats. Like like we talked about, he kind of is a this weird anti-hero at this point. Like, we don't know if he's a good guy or if he's a bad guy. He clearly has his own agenda. You know, we find out at the end of the episode that he wants to sort of uh, remake the world in his own image. And his eyes give this, give this feeling of like a bad guy. Like they're red, they're glowing red. So I think it fits his character really well too. Yeah. So speaking of the end of the episode, just to finalize the battle we saw and Take us to the last like minute of the episode here. Mm-hmm. So they, of course, Geats saves the day, brings down the castle, makes another comment about how we're, the world's going to restart again soon. Blah blah blah. Don't worry about it. Uh, we see some nice little crappy animation where the world starts to rebuild itself. Yeah, <laughs> brick by brick, <laughs> brick by brick. Yeah. So he says, uh, and this is where the new world begins, and then all the pieces of the city rebuild. 
that we always wonder what happens when the Power Rangers break shit and the giant monsters smash everything up. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Like we have now like an in-universe explanation for all of that. Like, no, we're just going to tear the city down. And then when the game's over, it'll just all go back to normal. That's great. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about it in that in that sense but yeah it's a we find out it's a game to change the world of course um <laughs> so some of the last interactions there between uh kewa and, and geats is the um the the belt buckle which we find out is like the 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 booster buckle like flies off <laughs> which is a great great little scene yeah, uh kewa gets a little too close and then it just like it like it explodes off of uh geats's belt yeah, it looks it looks just like like looks like a firecracker gone rogue, basically. Yeah, it's just like exactly. this real like real lame little I don't know like tiny little red rocket that just shoots and gets all squiggly and flies away and blows up and. Yep, which is super fun, uh, and then yeah, the the new world forms. We find out that the Tanuki Soba guy is back alive, but he doesn't remember anything. Kewa remembers everything for some reason, but as he's eating his soba, that woman shows up with a common Rider belt for Kewa tells them that uh, he's been selected, essentially. And then we also see scenes of a bunch of other random people across Japan also getting their own common Rider belts. Like, yeah, it just seems like people from all walks of life just, just getting handpicked to, to join this game. And Neon is one of them as well. So she also will be showing up, it seems like, as a common uh, Rider. So that is... Uh, it's the first episode of Common Rider Geats. So my one last question, and I forget <laughs> if we ever talked about this back when we used to do Power Rangers stuff. So does, in other seasons, does becoming a rider make you good at martial arts? Or do they, is, is the logic always the person is the person? And I only <laughs> ask it because when they show a picture of all the people they announced being now like the new riders. Yeah. Some are like young, younger, whatever, like neon. But like there was two or three very old women they picked to be right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was curious if it just meant like, I guess maybe in the scope of this, it's a little bit different. But like, does becoming a rider give you the martial arts abilities or is it just you are still you and these people were yeah that, that's a great question i don't super know the answer to it at least in the like the series that i've watched that hasn't really been addressed um like there are sometimes some pretty normal looking dudes that become uh common writer that then are are very good at fighting so kuga is is a season that is a uh, it's, it's sort of the first of like the kind of modern era like reboot common writer series and um yeah that that guy specifically is definitely someone who doesn't seem like he would have any martial arts skills but then can can fight pretty well the let's see zio he's like a high school student and he gets the belt and then obviously can like fight super well and he he definitely is like a nerd type character who wouldn't really have a lot of a lot of martial arts skills so it's kind of implied that like you're you're gaining some ability uh in addition to you know the cool outfit but i don't know how far it goes like i don't know if those women are suddenly uh jean-claude van damme or or what i don't know how that works you like that, that that's the part i was anxious to see i was like because at that point obviously if they all become riders and they all can fight i would assume it's based off of the desire driver and not just the human being themselves but I don't know yet. I'm interested in finding out why or how or who or. Yeah. I would imagine that a lot of it, I bet it's like 
but it's like the Green Ranger in RPM. You remember him where it's like a scrawny dude, he morphs and then he's just like a regular sized human who can fight <laughs> really well. Uh, I bet I bet that's the logic, but I would love to hear in the comments if anyone knows if Colin Rider has like specifically spoken on how that works uh, in past seasons. I'm interested to know because, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Teach me all the things. <laughs> <laughs> let us know so all right you, your first episode of a common writer series a lot happens here what are your what are your parting thoughts in general there was a weird moment of like joy tonight when you're like yeah let's watch basically power rangers again <laughs> so in general i think i was extra hyped for just the situation that was going on uh i know i, I would assume they're not all video game driven like this but I do appreciate how video game driven this one is because like, yeah. I, like I said, I was like going through most of my random notes was picking out the video game things and being like, wow, this is like a video game. So to me, that part's awesome. Uh, I think it's cool that the riders are actually like different things compared yep. to like when we watch power Rangers and it's just like all you, everyone's the same and they just have different colors and granted they all have their different zords. So I guess that kind of evens it out. Which is cool to see like actual different costumes for like the everyday person kind of thing. Yep. And then that's always a thing in Common Rider shows. Even if there are multiple writers in a season, like they're they're almost never just uh, you know, carbon copies of each other with like a palette swap. <laughs> they are like unique costumes, unique characters, which yeah, is like is super interesting and kind of way more exciting than the kind of Sentai equivalent usually is. When you look at like Power Rangers or you look at Sentai, like all the main characters are always like always on the same page and always good guys, right? Like we're all, we're a team when we're fighting bad guys together. And I, one thing I really love about common writer is becoming a common writer. Doesn't mean you're a good guy. Like there's good and there's bad common writers. They often have their own agendas and, and um, it, you know, it isn't always saving the world, you know, superhero like protagonist type stuff. So that's that's fun because it's like way more shades of gray than Sentai is. And I think this series seems to be uh, setting up well for that type of thing. Like our main guy, Kamen Rider Geats, is like who knows what his intentions are. They're certainly not clear. He's a cool anti-hero. Yeah. Instead of just hero. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you liked the the video game stuff. I hope that that continues. If, uh, if, if you really like the video game stuff... I can I can turn you on to another common writer series called X Aid, which is like if this is if this is video game inspired, that is like fully ripped off of video games. Like straight up, like he turns into a video game character and does platforming levels and stuff. Like it is insane how video game X Aid is. Okay. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the character has like bright pink uh molded plastic anime hair and he has a video game controller on his chest <laughs> so um yeah that's that's one to look into if this is a thing that you enjoy <laughs> I, will, I will show you some pictures of x8 after this uh but any other any other uh last thoughts about uh commander geats episode one no nah, i think i think i think we're good i got to ask all my silly i never watched the show before questions so i'm way more informed now than I was an hour ago. <laughs> awesome. 
Uh, where can the people find you on the internet, Toby? Uh, Twitter only. I, I refuse to TikTok or learn how to TikTok, really. Yeah. So just Twitter only at Life of Tobes, T-O-B-E-S. Fantastic. I also am an old man who mostly just focuses on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Pretty Dece Josh. That's P-R-E-T-T-Y-D-E-C-E-J-O-S-H. And we, Toby and Josh, will return for Common Rider Geats Episode 2. I'm taking shots at the enemy. I'm gonna make it to the top, leave a legacy. If I got something to say, you better let me speak. Turn it up a new degree, bitch, you ain't seen anything. I pop off with the new rock. Electronic, blow the sonic roof up. I 